Praise the Lord. We've been speaking about the subject of repentance. And this is part four. The scripture, and I've been reading from the NET Bible. That's the New English Translation. In Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 7 through 13, it says, There are times when I threaten to uproot. Now, the I there, of course, is God. If you go read the subject, and it's God speaking. And he says, There are times when I, God, threaten to uproot, tear down, and destroy a nation or kingdom. But if that nation I threaten stops doing wrong, I will cancel the destruction I intended to do to it. I like the idea of canceling the destruction. Amen. And there are times when I promise to build up and establish a nation or kingdom. But if that nation does what displeases me and does not obey me, then I will cancel the good I promised to do to it. And I've said this before, but I think it bears repeating. I believe that's what happened with the founding fathers of this nation. They received the promise of God to build and establish a nation under God, one nation under God. And they made sure that they followed God's principles and God's morality and guidelines and, and commandments. They were very clear about this. And God built up this nation greatly and powerfully and gloriously, built this nation up. But now we've come to a place where the nation has been on a downward spiral towards immorality and towards evil and has gotten even more grossly into killing the innocents, like in abortion clinics, Planned Parenthood, and all the stuff that's been going on, and now uh, homosexual marriage and the uh, lesbian gay agenda has, is spreading into schools and it has been legalized. Basically, many laws have been enacted that are contrary to God and to His Word and covenant. And they keep expanding on these things. And don't think that God's just sitting in heaven, you know, <laughs> He's not paying attention. No, He's paying attention. And I'm telling you that these are dangerous times for this country. That's why I'm calling on America to radical repentance revolution in the name of Jesus. And there's many others that are doing it, but this is my part. This is what I'm doing. I'm telling America it's time to repent in Jesus' name. Now watch what he says. He says, and there are times when I promise to build up and establish a nation and kingdom, but, and this is an important but, if that nation does what displeases me and does not obey me, then I will cancel the good that I promised to do to it. So now the Lord says, I'm preparing to bring disaster on you. I'm making plans to punish you. Now, how can we stop this in America? How can we stop this in our churches? How can we stop this on a personal level? Because this trickles down from the very top to the very bottom. You'll see this in a moment. Okay, but I want you to see this. This is what you need to do. This is what God said. Every one of you, see, not just the nation, but every one of you. I, I wanted to point that out, that there's a, an individuality here also. Every one of you, stop the evil things that you've been doing. That's number one. And then correct the way you have been living. That's number two. And then do what is right. But they just kept saying. Now, this is what God said. They just kept saying, we do not care what you say. And man, have we seen this in our country today. I've seen it on the media. I don't care about the Bible, they say. I don't care about that. 
I'm an atheist. I don't, yeah, you're an atheist until you die, and then it's all going to go away. You're going to realize, oh, what have I done? It's too late then. You better correct it now. And if you think you can get away with doing whatever you want to do, I got news for you. It doesn't work that way. Nobody gets away with anything, either now or in the, or, or in the world to come. Nobody gets away with anything. You either repent and change now, or you pay later. And this is what this is saying. People say, we don't care what you say. We will do whatever we want to do. Have you heard that? Man, I've heard it everywhere. Oh, we're free. We'll do whatever we want to do. No, you won't. You're either going to live right for God, or you're going to live contrary to God and be wrong. God knows what's right and wrong, and that's why he gave us the Bible, so that we know what's right and wrong. And the book of Hebrews talks about that we should have even our senses to discern between what is good and evil. And we should know the difference. And the Bible was given to us so that we do. We understand what his guidelines are. We understand what morality is. We understand what his commandments are. And we live according to his word. Now that's what we should be doing. We shouldn't just be saying, oh, we'll do whatever we want to do. No, 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 no. We'll do whatever God wants us to do. That's the, that's the way. That's the way of humility. And then there's the next thing that he said. We will continue to behave wickedly and stubbornly. And people don't just say, oh, we're going to do whatever we want to do. They say, no, we're going to keep doing it. Well, no, you have to repent. You have to change. And this is what they did in Nineveh. I've been talking about this because it's so important. God said, the wickedness of Nineveh has come up, come up before me. And he sent Jonah to go tell him. And Jonah in chapter 3, after the being swallowed by the great fish incident and being thrown up on land came to pass... He finally said, okay, God, I'll obey you. And God gave him the word again, and he went into Nineveh. After walking a day in Nineveh, he said, 40 days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And I mean, when the people heard this, they believed it. And they believed God, and they began to repent. And they, they started to fast and pray and, and ask God to forgive them. And not only that, but the word of this got to the king, and the king threw his robes, and he got up from his throne, and he got on his face, and he repented, and he prayed, and he sent a decree into all the land. From the top, he made this decree concerning Nineveh and its people and its beasts, even, even the animals. Watch what it says. This is the decree of the king. He decreed national repentance. Day or days, however long it takes, we're going to repent and let's see if God will forgive us. And he said, let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily to God. Yes, let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and relent? And turn away from his fierce anger so that we may not perish. He called for, for national repentance. And he got it. And God saw it. And God changed, canceled the destruction, like it says in the book of Jeremiah, that was intended for it. This is verse 10, Jonah chapter 3. Then God saw their works, that they turned from their evil ways. And God relented from the disaster that he said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. Oh, wow. 
the mercy of God. He gave them time to repent. And instead of being stubborn and saying, nah, we're going to keep doing what we want to do. They said, no, God, we're repenting. We're repenting. We're turning from our evil ways. Forgive us, God. And this is what I say to you in Jesus' name. Turn to the Lord Jesus. Repent in Jesus' name. Check your own life out and see where you need to repent and repent and call out on the name of the Lord. The scripture says over in the book of Romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 13, it says, whoever believes on him, on the Lord Jesus, will not be disgraced or shamed. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Are you going to call on his name? You know, that's what my book is all about. That's the central theme of my book, A Call to Return, Restoring the Roots of Our Relationship with Jesus. It's about repentance, but there's a whole lot that it covers. Uh, talks about holiness, talks about the fear of the Lord. It talks about uh, the commandments and the importance of the, com of the moral commandments in the Christian life, not the ceremonial, but the moral commandments. And I remind you that Paul said what really matters is that you keep, you do his commandments is what really matters to God. And this is what we should be doing. I haven't even scratched the surface, but I've given you enough to go on to begin your own study in Jesus' name.